0: How do you measure yourself with other golfers? By height. It's a very, very special honor.
1: I'm Paula Creamer, and you're listening to Golf Talk Live. Well,
0: we're waiting. Hi, this is Martin Cove, a.k.a. John Creese from Cobra Kai, and you're listening to Golf Talk Live.
2: Welcome, folks, to another edition of the 19th hole brought to you by Golf Talk Live. I am Alan DePue. I am joined, as always, by Christian Azamis. Hello, Christian. Alan, how's it going? Amazing. And Andrew DeVue. What's going on, guys? How are we doing? I am great. And guys, in our virtual 19th hole, and I hope you poured a beverage, as I have sitting beside me, we always leave one chair hoping with the hopes that we can have somebody joining us. And today, we do. We have Kyle Alderink. And let me tell you a little bit about him, because Christian, well, actually, Andrew may need this for his putting stroke, but um,
3: <laughs> I need golf
2: digest. What's that? I need a lot for my putting stroke,
3: yeah, so no anything doubt. can <laughs> help at this point.
2: Yeah, We don't want to put you on the spot, but that is one of the rules of the, of the 19th old golf, the golf talk live is that uh, Andrew's putting stroke is usually the target of uh, much debate. But uh, Kyle, Golf Digest Top 100 Instructor in Illinois, but you're no longer there. We'll find out where you've moved on to. And this one's impressive, my friend. Top 100 Under 40 Golf Instructor, as recognized by Golf Digest, PGA member, owner of
3: Champions Way Golf Program,
2: and mental Golf Type. Kyle, welcome to the 19th hole. Pleasure to have you.
3: Thanks for having me, guys. It's going to be fun. Yeah,
2: Absolutely. So I mentioned Illinois, but you've actually moved. You, you, you threw me a curveball. I had my show notes here, and just before you went online, you're like, "Well, I don't live there anymore."
3: Yeah, I mean that's that's part of my personality, which I'll explain a little bit more as we go. But uh, I, I like to bounce around, and I, I actually was in Illinois for for a good chunk of time, and I was fortunate to have a you know a really successful academy there. But it was it was time to get a little warmer, get uh, you know out here and do something a little bit different, and. I'm excited. You know, I've only been out here for about a week and a half, so fairly fresh. But it's been about 80 degrees every day and no humidity, so can't ask for much more right now.
2: So, so tell the listeners where you're where you're located now.
3: Yeah, so I'm starting an academy at Black Creek Club, and it's uh, just literally about 10 minutes from downtown Chattanooga. Um, it's right at the base of three mountains, and it's just just gorgeous. It's a subrainer course, uh, so it's got some really uniqueness to the design. A lot of elevation. It's just uh, it's a really cool spot.
2: I think you said uh, right at the base of Lookout Mountain, which is I've, – I've been to Chattanooga. Chattanooga is a beautiful town.
3: It is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Lookout Mountain, Signal Mountain, and then I uh, uh, hope the locals don't get mad. I think it's Edna is the third one, but – it's uh, know, a look, week, look out on signal for sure. I know those two, so you've only been
1: we'll there be a week. We'll give you seven, you seven. The yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> we'll give you the pass with only being down there a week. So, we got, right. we got the
3: I, I actually I had to ask what county I live in today. So, that's how <laughs> that's how new I am. <laughs>
2: All right, so let me turn back the clock. Many years in my career, one of the first things I ran a golf course, took it over for Textron Financial. Uh, in a, it was a they took it back and in Johnson near Johnson City in Kingsport, Tennessee. There's a couple things you got to work on. You got to work on your, your y'all definitely need a y'all down there in Chattanooga. But the other thing is you got to put a lot of orange in your, uh, in your uh, clothing attire down there because it's the only thing that sells Saturday afternoons in the fall. Everybody's at a UT game.
3: Oh yeah, man. Yeah. It's funny. I actually, I called my wife from I think the Walmart the other day and she's like, are you getting the twang already? <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't know, man, maybe. <laughs> But I do say the y'all, so I'm picking up on that one.
1: All right, there you go. <laughs> hey, you're not a, you're not alone. I had to move south for one for one year into South Carolina and Charleston, and I, I got a little bit more of a draw, and then I realized I came back north and I didn't need that anymore. And uh, vo- vocals quickly changed just to make sure that I didn't sound too out of place. So it's okay.
3: Yeah, it's crazy how fast people can pick that up. And and then, uh, you know, I appreciate, you know, I had a lot of diversity where I was at in Chicago area. I mean, there's people from ireland that still had their accents and people from that came from china still really had their accents and so i always appreciated people who could like just kind of stay to their roots like that versus you know just adapting i guess
2: i actually grew up in virginia and and i find myself when i go back if i'm there for more than a week i mean i i i, I can appreciate because i'm back there for one of the week it's yes ma'am and it's no ma'am it's y'all yeah. and it's, yeah. I, it's they all come back out so uh
3: yeah
2: well welcome again like i said Christian, I see you got a beverage, but sitting beside you—that's what we do. We kick back, we talk a little golf, and this week there's the. we're I'm still riding the high, Augusta National. I'd be interested. I mean, you are a professional. You've seen many golf swings. I'd like to get your feedback on what you saw this past week at Augusta.
3: Um, I, I mean, I, I'm like you. I thought it was a good tournament, and you know, I'm somebody who greatly. Roots for underdogs. So I was really pulling for Will. Um, I thought what he did was pretty special. And I know a lot of people or players, when they kind of first get into that moment, um, they, they have a hard time. And I actually remember I was doing a camp years ago after Smiley Kaufman was in the final group and he was at the camp. I was doing talking to kids. And, you know, of course, one of the kids is like, I got to ask about the final day. And he was just very honest. He was like, look, 82 was about the best I had that day. He's like, I was not prepared to be in that final group. And so I, I was looking back and just always thinking about that. Um, kind of how humble he was about it and looking at like, Will, how he carried himself through that final round. I think that's what stood out to me the most. Uh, I was really impressed by that dude. I said the <laughs>
1: same thing. I mean, I'll, I'll say it. Will has got a new fan in myself. I, I, He's got a a lot of talent, and I think he's going to be a a contender for a long time. The one question I had for you, because we brought it up, what's your takeaway from not having the Augusta green on the actual greens? It was more of a brown because it looks like they were trying to play defensive versus not having another minus 20 get thrown up on the scoreboard.
3: Yeah, you know, I've always been more of the fan on the side where I like to see courses tougher um so in terms of the look you know it was it was a little different and you know i was actually fortunate i had four kids go to the national drive chip and pub finals like back to back to back so i was able to go out there and actually walk the grounds for <laughs> for the first time in my life recently and and uh i mean it's just special and it's weird because if you all have ever been there it's like it's you just drive down this road and you don't see anything and all of a sudden just boom there's a ghost there. there yeah it's, it's just so crazy to me but like walking those grounds is always pretty special a lot with the history and stuff too but so it was a little a little different look but i mean i would rather to me see majors around that 10 under range than like 30 under like that's just when guys are going lights out i don't think it's the best test you know i mean yeah so one thing one guy said to me one of my students and actually uh andy johnson who uh has the fried egg started the fried egg he uh he told me a long time ago, It's just something that I'd never even really thought about. When he was going to play in a qualifier, he's like, I want to play the hardest qualifier I can find. And I was like, well, that makes zero sense to me. And he's like, well, it just weeds everybody out. You know, he's like, if I play well, I'll know I'll be there, but I'm not going to let some joker go, you know, shoot a crazy good score because the course is too easy. So that's always, I guess, been my mindset when I see majors, especially like U.S. Opens. Like, I want to see it kind of hard and I want to see them struggle. And I also think that's good for the average player to see. Because essentially, when we all we see is darts and tappings on TV, you know, that's what golf, everybody thinks golf is, and, and golf is not easy for the average
0: player. No, it's not. I, yeah, I've been very open about it with Andrew because we went to college together, and I've, and I've been open about it with Alan too. That I love seeing US Opens like over par, personally, right? Yeah. Like when Webb won it in 2012 and he was at plus one, I love seeing that, right? Yeah. Just because you're always used to seeing guys like this week, for example, at the RBC Heritage, they're probably going to be 15, 18 oh. under par, we'll probably win it, right? So like, we're used to seeing that, but like when it comes to a major, like, I mean, Augusta, like, geez, that first day, I mean, what 69 was the best round before Rose. I mean, mm-hmm. that was, that's what I like to see personally. And I think it's just something special because like you just alluded to, you, you see like the average golfer watching that. I think it's important to see it because now you know that these guys can make mistakes. Yes, they make mistakes in a normal tournament, but again, it's so much easier for them to bounce back with a birdie in a normal event, let alone a major. So right.
2: well, I I, talk, I actually talked to back to your, your greens thing. I, I talked to to my superintendent at the club that, that I manage, and um, one of the many hats that I got on. But uh, um, he's like, look, he goes, the greens just kind of got away from him. You know, they 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 softened them up in day three and four, which we had talked about. But from the the aesthetics. There's nothing wrong with it. It just, it just didn't look like traditional Augusta green. That's all. Yeah. But I think,
1: I think overall, I don't think it's an issue. I, I was just finding curious because everyone looks and they see Augusta green and it's, I mean, it's green from T to green all the way through 99.9% of the time. So it was just something unique. It was something a little different, but um, obviously I, I mean, I'd rather see tough conditions. I wouldn't want to see 20 under. I mean, granted, it's great that Dustin was able to break the all-time record, but, like, that's not that's not entertaining to me. I want to see someone struggle and, you know, hit a shot into 15 and then has to get up and down because that's the only way they win the tournament, in my opinion. So, Well,
2: I just – I want to go back to, to, to Kyle's point. I mean, and these boys will know. we When we do our picks, and we'll be doing that a little bit later in the show for who our predictions are for this week, we always try to pick a dark horse I've been taking Zou- or, uh, Will, I think, up in – our rule is you got to be outside the top 40 for the dark horse. I've been taking him, I think, nearly every week. The kid is a player. He can put – he can return the club back to the ball and put it in the center of the face as well as anybody I see out there. And I, I actually have the status. It's, it's circulating Instagram right now. Two years ago, he was 1,514th in the world. He just – this week he just moved up to twenty seven.
3: Wow, that's quite the leap.
2: <laughs> he's
0: golf though. You know, I mean, I mean, I, we just brought up a guy's name that was always. I mean, he shot sixty one in the final round of the Shiner's Hospital, and now we don't hear from him anymore. Unfortunately, like Smiley Kaufman, for example, right? right. Will was just at what eleven hundred in the world. Now right. he's at twenty seven. Unfortunately, I wish Smiley was up there again because I love his game. I love what he does yeah. for the game itself. I think what he does on and off the course is something that's, it's phenomenal, right? Well, Where I was was going to go with that,
2: where I was going to go with that is, and I know we're going to talk about the mental side of the game in a minute. I loved his mental attitude. They asked it, you know, they asked him the question, you know, shouldn't you be nervous? Why? This is where I wanted to be my entire life.
3: Exactly. His mindset, his
2: mindset there all weekend, they talked about his mindset is just hit it to 30 feet, get it within 30 feet. His
3: mindset.
1: I think the funnier one in the, it's the quote you're talking about, but just to the wording of it, he's like, if I'm stupid enough to think I can play with these guys and I'm stupid enough to think I can win. Like, it's just like, he, he's so, he, he had such a mentality of it doesn't matter at the end of the day. I'm just happy to be here that anything that happens and goes wrong. Oh, well, like I should have it go wrong. I'm not meant to be here. So let it happen. And I'll just continue to keep fighting the other question I did have from from our standpoint, Kyle, is uh, the other one we brought up is obviously Bryson's the big name because he just causes all the controversies with how far he hits the ball, and obviously he brought it up during the fall twenty twenty Masters, and he said that he had the same mentality for this Masters if it's a par sixty seven. Well, par sixty seven. Bit him both times. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's finally time for him to realize that maybe Augusta is not like Wingfoot, where he can hit it 350 yards and then chunk it out? He's got to actually play Augusta like Augusta's meant to be played.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think for sure he does. Um, but I think that's also part of the reason he had his rise, though. Is he has a um, almost irrational sense of confidence, and I mean that's that's an elite mindset, and you know he doesn't apologize for it. I mean, some yeah. people don't like it. Some people love it. But I mean, at the end of the day, that's when you're good and you're winning. You're gonna kind of take some people off. I mean, Michael Jordan. A lot of people hated Jordan. People hated Tiger when he was at his prime. People forget that everybody loves him now. But when he was at his prime, I was rooting for him to lose at certain before points. Before
2: all of our before all of our ages, they used to call him Fat Jack because yeah. they hated him because he was trying to dethrone Arnie. I mean, if right. you're if you have talent you get scorned. You're absolutely correct. I got All a right. quite, sorry, let's dive into the back nine. Love your insight on this. So Hideki and congratulations once again to him. Great. And and as to his caddy, who I think is, is popular right now on social media as anybody, but. Uh, um, I
1: think he's more popular than Hideki himself. Won the masters.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe, but. <laughs> down, down the stretch hoods the four iron de lofts it back of the hits it in the pond in the back. Put, I mean, I'd love to hear just your, your perspective as an instructor of top talent. What, what's he thinking there?
3: Well, I think that's kind of what you saw with him and Xander. Um, as that was the most noticeable thing for me is they kind of changed their process and they almost became too adaptable instead of just sticking to what they do. Um I mean, exactly. What is he thinking? Like, who knows? I mean, that was he wasn't going through his normal, like just decision making process. And the heat of the moment was probably getting to him and he's probably thinking, I got to do something special here. And, you know, you start kind of overthinking some things and taking in more variables than you're used to, not trusting what you do and then just, boom, make a mistake. And again, that stuff's really easy to do in the heat of the moment. When We start to get stressed. Uh, a lot of different things can happen.
2: So, so I made the comment to the boys on Sunday night when we recorded our Monday show that, and I haven't been able to find it anywhere. I'd love to put the clock on, on Xander on 16 T box. Cause I believe it just, he looked like he just stood up and, and sh- tried to play that shot faster than any other shot that he had hit up until that point.
3: Uh, it's a great observation. So that's something I actually pay a lot of attention to a player is we um, essentially like I always start a clock when a player sets the club face behind the ball or when they truly address it. So Xander, I do it after he kind of fiddles with his grip, but like most players I'll set it when the face is behind the ball to when it's in flight. And we found like most great players most multiple major winners over the years, they're under eight seconds. They're like between seven or eight. And it was funny too, because my wife was like, what's your obsession with this guy? Cause I was actually videoing and timing all of his shots down down the end. I'm not kidding you. I'm, I have them all on my phone. Because it started to started to become aware to me, like there was one shot in particular uh, right before, like where he was uh, actually, it might even been day three. But he was just like, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Like he changed his tone. And that's when I started videoing stuff because I'm like, I'm really curious to see what happens here as he's like, I don't want to hit it here pretty much. And then he hit it there. Right. And I was like, well, that's that's really fascinating. But like you said, I started to notice the timing difference. And what he does. I mean, Xander is somebody when he's on point, I mean, he's almost like tiger was like what it's meticulous, like down in the millisecond of what he does, but he was a little off on that one. But you know, the interesting thing is, is he says he hit it. Great. He just, he slipped in his decision-making again. Um, yeah. he, yeah. You know what that, that,
2: that could be, and, and Christian has been a huge Xander fan all, I mean, I'll throw it over to you in a second, but, that could be his own self justification for why he, you know, ended up where he ended up. I,
1: yeah, but I mean, I'll, I'll bring I'll bring up the question. I mean, and Kyle, you're not I mean, you're I'm not gonna, Christian. Well, That's I'm going to bring it up before Christian, then, so that way, he, when he talks for ten minutes, it's okay. I got I at least got my word in.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: Kyle, my my point though would be like you, some of the best players. I mean, you don't think about it. Like at least when we when I was growing up. I mean, dad, you would always tell me like there isn't water on the left. It's I'm aiming at this spot and I'm very precise with my target because, you know, the old adage of aim small, miss small, comes into effect. Like, I think these guys from the mental side of thing, they allow that, that fear factor of like, Oh crap, I got water on the left come into play. Is that really what happens? Or do you think they just, it's the heat of the moment that affects them to the, to have that conversation? Cause I mean, Nine times out of 10, that never even comes into people's mind.
3: Well, it's interesting because this is where personality types and the research we've done with that really starts to play a role. And there's there's different. Like, the future stresses some people out. Like, so, for example, people who are good with aim, fall, miss fall, and that's not everybody, by the way. Like, that's really crippling for some. Uh, but the people who are good with that and good with a narrow focus usually are very good with, like, one swing thought. So you see Xander always rehearsing his takeaway. You see Justin Thomas always rehearsing his takeaway. You see Justin Bros always rehearsing that downswing move. It's like when those guys have their task, they have that one thing they're going to do, the shot's going to end up where they want. Like, that's how they're wired. Like, a Jordan Speed, too, the aim small, miss small. Well, like, Bubba Watson's completely opposite. Him, DJ, like they work off of what the ball's going to do. Even Bryson, they hit big shapes. They always kind of react to the target, more of the, you know, what most sports psychology teach you. But the thing is, the stressors for them are different. So like the players like Bubba and them will start to actually think too much about their swing and forget about their shot. Guys like Xander, Justin Thomas, and again, I'm purely speculating because I've never actually did their personality types, but just watching how they operate. Um, Those are the ones that can let that stuff pop in. So when they forget about their move and they start getting too much in the future, they lose control It stresses them. But essentially what breaks everybody down is stress. It's that fight or flight response. It's the cortisol that's running through the body, the adrenaline. I mean, that actually physically inhibits the motor cortex and like, will like slow your swing down. Your arms can get stuck. You can hit it pretty crappy, but the thing that stresses these players is is different, different things. And just a quick without going too long here quick way to think about that is like a roller coaster you have two people looking at a roller coaster one's excited one's terrified you know and that's kind of the same thing with yeah, on the, like, the ladder. So. me too i'm running i'm <laughs> running for dear life are you kidding me yeah put me on that thing but like uh, people are excited my wife will go on any roller coaster it's crazy Christian, but i mean it's just it's just different
2: since andrew stole your thunder chris go go for it
0: No, I I mean, just going back to the whole Xander thing, like, you know, like we've all alluded to, I think he did rush that one shot. I think more so than any other shot that he hit that day. Um, But again, Xander, when he's on, I, he's up, I arguably will put him as the best player in the world, to be honest with you, because he can make putts. When he gets that putter rolling, it's unbelievable. Um, I mean, his ball striking is top of the world. I mean, the dude had a a double and a triple, still had six birdies and shot even par, right? right? And I'm a firm believer that if he didn't triple 16, I bet you he would have stuck it close. I bet you he would have birdied 17. And I think that he either would have won in regulation or won in a playoff. Well, personally,
2: as, as we said, as we said Monday on the show, I I text you and said, if he pumps him in the middle of the green or hits it close, this thing's going to a playoff. I,
0: yeah, I obviously, agree.
2: obviously yeah. it didn't. We We said on Monday that he probably needed our, one of our sponsors, Andrew, and that sponsor would be,
1: that response would be yips and that was when i had my mic drop moment that you guys all hated me for because i said that he got nervous and needs our calming, helping a partner of uh, yips which we can't bring up calming your nerves on the golf course or just in general without bringing them up there are good friends over at yips and they are the official cbd and herbal supplement of golf talk live in the 19th hole they're the world's first full spectrum and cbd supplement They figured out a way to create a product with zero loss to the degradation and plant strain profile, which is known as the Lacey effect. There are no toxin additives or chemicals like other big CBD brands. And it's created with all organic, non-GMO and gluten-free ingredients. So it's putting the best things into your body, which is obviously ideal. If you're looking to get a hold of this great product and phenomenal product, you need to use our code GTL10 for 10% off. Again, that's GTL10 for 10% off and start being able to see those great benefits today. So thank you guys over at YIPS for being able to help us out with that. And we greatly appreciate all the support so far that we have gotten from them.
2: And I think you added on Monday that you should be shipping some to Xander. Xander, I I did
1: have a comment at the end of that that said that- uh, What were you you thinking? (laughs) Xander, if you would like me, I can drop ship those to you. I'll pay the shipping (laughs) fee. So that way you don't have it again. Um, But, you know, again,
2: I like Kyle's idea about, I like Kyle's thought on, you know, the personality and what have you. And I think we ought to let him expand a little bit more about what he's doing with mental golf type right now, a little bit about his background and and just share with the listeners. You mentioned it. And that's what I found so intriguing is that everybody learns their different personalities. And I've said that, you know, way back when, when I was still hitting persimmon that two people could say the exact same thing to a student and it depends on how that student's wired and what how that instructor is using the right words and if you what you've done from what how i see it as a as a former golf professional myself is you want to understand what makes that person click so you can provide them the best uh, instruction and way to learn is that a layman's term of how to say it
3: no that's very fair and i mean i think that's why we see so much debate in the golf world of what's right and what's wrong because again there's some things that are great for people and some things that are not great for people and you know some people have success one way and, and another and there's just not one right way to do it um and you know some people just get very firmly on this is the right way to do it and there becomes an argument but you know essentially what our our research has shown is, is super fascinating and it, you know the guy that discovered this is my partner now john Weir. um So he took, like, he took personality, started really studying, like, how does it actually apply to performance? So we've always gotten in golf, like, you know, this player is going to be like this, they're going to communicate like this, but nobody's ever really cracked the code of like, this is, you know, what we were talking about a minute ago. This is how this player typically sees targets and thinks about the shot versus this player. Again, this is how Dustin operates different than, you know, your Justin Thomas, Um, how players make decisions is different. Like some, People make decisions with a lot of data, like like a Bryson, and some people are like Dustin Johnson, We're like ah, oh, just get the wind in the yardage and hit it. You know, again, those are two different ways of making decisions. And going back to Xander, you know, he says, in, after that thing, is he flushed it? But he went away from his original game plan. He hit he hit a club that he hadn't hit all week. Everybody else is hitting seven iron. He's like, I think it's eight iron because he was saying so. I heard somebody saying like this, this. So he just kind of totally went off of, off the cuff and just basically made something up. And I think that's why you see him speed up so much, because he wasn't confident in that decision. Right. Um, that's just my take on it. Again, I who knows? I mean, he could be thinking something totally different. But from my perspective and just hearing his language, that's kind of how I took that. But, you know, and again, going, going deeper into that, I mean, some people have to have a game plan on the course some people are more adaptable I mean some people need a really structured practice plan some people need more of what we call a practice menu but it's like when we understand how these players are wired you know we can help them understand what they do well and it's not even so much of you know you need to do this just like look most players do what they do well it's just helping them see that and then really understanding again the things that are and the thoughts that are going to actually stress them because stress is really the paradigm that is inhibiting most all performance. It's the reason why you see Kevin Chappell shoot 59 in between a 71, 73, 74, you see college players shooting 70, then 80, like wildly different stuff day in and day out, like literally the next day. And like motion does not change that fast. Like swings just do not change day to day. Right. That's really hard to change a, a motion. And that was kind of really what sent me on my journey a long time ago is just understanding, like, why are these scores for myself, especially, why are my scores so different day to day? And I know my swing, like, I can go to the range and hit it well, even after I play. A so I like, I know it's not my swing. So what what's really going on here? But so the research we did, long story short, I mean, like, I started validating everything with focus band. started putting focus band different people, seeing how they were getting into that green, different. I don't know if you guys are familiar with what that is or not. Essentially, no, that- just kind of focus bands. Just basically it's something that Jason day popularized, uh, years back. Okay. It's a, basically a consumer headband that measures brainwaves and it just really measures, are you in know, a relaxed state of mind or, a, a, like a very active mind. So when this thing's red, like you're either kind of stressed out or you're thinking too much when it's green, you're pretty calm and just in a more optimal mindset. So it was putting folks in all these players and videoing it with different things. Like some players, I wouldn't even look at the target. And they would just think purely at a swing move. Like I wouldn't even physically let them look at the target. I was standing in front of them and they would light up green. And I had like that same player. I would say, okay, I want you to keep your eyes up and hit it anywhere between the driving range. And they would just, they couldn't hit it on the driving range. They felt so out of control where opposite, like someone like me, I'm more like your bubble Watson. If I don't have a clear sh- picture of what I'm going to hit, I can't hit it. I'll default into mechanics and then I'm all over the place. So it's again, it's just two totally different things.
0: Yeah. It's weird that you like kind of mentioned that too, because I can bring up a couple of examples from college golf, right? I mean, some of my best rounds came after I shot some of my worst rounds, right? There was one point in time where I was down in Pennsylvania and I actually was leading after the first round, didn't know that I was, but then I didn't really get out of my game plan too much. Um, but it's, it's different because like, you know, when I, if I shoot 85 first round, as an example, I, I came back, you know, and I shot like 75 or 72, you know what I mean? Cause like you, mm-hmm. you always see that on tour as well. Right you see guys that really, you know, play well on the weekend, right. they may shoot or excuse me on Friday to shoot 66 just to get into the weekend. And then they blow up and they shoot 75, 78. Right. So I always find that stuff to be a little fascinating too, because it's just like, you know, for me, when I play golf, right. I like to play pretty quick just because I don't like to think about the shot too much. Right. So like most specifically when I'm on the greens, I don't take practice strokes. That's just me. Right. Mm-hmm. I get the line. I have the line on my ball. I set up for everything. I'm good to go from there. Right. And I just have to trust my line at that point in time. If I miss the putt, I miss the putt. Right. I move on to the next hole that, but I also know players too in college that, you know, they, they took like eight, 10 practice swings mm-hmm. before they even got the shot. And there could be no wind. There could be win in front of you or whatever it is. But like, you know, you look at somebody like DJ, DJ likes to move quick. Same with Brooks Kepka. But you look at somebody like Bryson or JB Holmes, for example, who take forever to hit the ball. Right. Because they're so into their own game. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of golf though. You know what I mean? It's it, we talk about it all the time on, on the show too. It, it doesn't matter how fast you play. It doesn't matter what your swing is. I mean, you guys, you got weird swings and quirky swings like Matt Wolf and Jim Furyk and all these guys, but then you have pure swings like Adam Scott, and Schwarzel, stuff like that. It, it's just, it's just the beauty of game, the game itself. And that's why the game in my opinion will never get boring. And it's just, I think it's in a tremendous spot. We've all alluded to it before. Um, you know, so I think what the research that you're doing, I think is really unique and really cool. Um, you know, and I, I obviously would love to learn more about it, you know, either on air, off air, stuff like that. But, you know, I definitely think that more and more golfers, average golfer or pro can definitely take some more, uh, you know, get into the mindset of that better.
2: Yeah. So, so are, are you taking that with this data, as you're accumulating this data, Kyle, what's the next step with, with what you guys got going?
3: So, I mean, we're currently... Uh, well, so my partner, John, actually caddies full-time on the Corn Ferry Tour for Austin Truslow. Um, and I don't know if you guys have been following Austin at all, but he's been really kind of jumping the ranks. I think he jumped from 142 to 42 last year. Um, and this year, this poor kid's been off to a rough start. He slammed his finger in a door, so he had to withdraw. And then I think the following week, he got COVID, had to withdraw. Oh. Um, and then this week, he's supposed to play. And then John just texted me saying he tested positive for COVID. So now... So they're they're off to a little bit of a rough start. They haven't even been able to play yet, but um, or I think they played one of that, and he did. I don't. I can't remember. I did. But um, so, anyways, John's doing that mainly, but we still do some stuff behind the scenes. But I'm working with a lot of college teams, and um, got a handful of professionals, Metro tour, corn Ferry tour players, uh, mini tour players, and then I just have my own academy too. But uh, essentially, we're we're building out and finalizing our kind of coach certification too because our next levels i mean we're trying to get this as out as we can because john and i both agreed we can keep this to ourselves and really be a unique thing but it's like i mean the information is is so powerful it's like i really want to help everybody as as much as we can get it out i mean truthfully like austin was he quoted it as like the aim point of the mental game he's like i mean as as much as you guys were able to pin this down or john really able to pin it down i'm just helping spread the message and, and learning but um, essentially it's just like it's a cheat code almost to how you operate and how you do well because you know again I always allude to most players uh, you know Christian I'm sure you have plenty of great days where you want lights out and maybe the next day was totally different and I remember doing that I remember shooting the 63 or 64 and then next day something different it's like why wow, it just drove me crazy yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah and it's just like how was that so different one day you know and it's just that's that's kind of what led me to my journey because I just well couldn't I think understand
2: I think you even see it in a all of us, I mean, we all could get the ball around the golf course. All of us have experienced it. You know, you classify it as comfort zone. I, I could still remember uh, I was, when I was living in Hershey, PA, I, I, I go around Hershey, the West course. I think I was literally six under after five and I'm like, man, I may Jeff, I may take down the course record at Hershey country club and shot 74.
0: <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> It's always so like fascinating, years. too, because it's it, hold on, um, what like different sports, too. Right. I have a few friends of mine that are playing professional sports and golf, hockey, baseball. Right? Well, Alan, and,
2: Alec, Alex Tuck. You, we had him on the yeah, show. Alex We're, Tuck.
0: Yeah. So, you know, but I and I've had a conversation with him before, too, because he was like, you know, he may go on a four or five point, you know, streak here in hockey. And I'm just like, what's your mindset? Like, do you, have, like, do you change your routine up or do you do something different? And he basically just told me he's like, I pretty much stay to the same routine every time before you know, pregame and stuff like that. Right. Um, And I got two of my buddies right now on the corn Ferry tour and, you know, they have the same practice routine every single time. Right. You always see tiger. You always see Phil do that same stuff. And if you, if you see them get off topic or you see them, you know, maybe not do one other club twirl that, that plays, that, that's a big mental part right there. You know what I mean? I mean, again, we'll we'll go back to it. Look at Xander, you know, on 16, he rushed his shot, didn't trust it. Ended up costing them the tournament at the end of the day. So I always find it fascinating in different sports, too, how people react to that and stuff like that.
1: Now, Kyle, I, I'm curious. Obviously, it's we've mainly talked full swing and we're talking actual overall swing theory and stuff like that, too. But, like... <laughs> Does the mental and I, I bring it up for my own benefit because I'm hoping maybe I can take something away from Hunting? from it for yeah, my I own person. I'm
2: just about to say, you yeah, can see the perfect practice. You can see the perfect it, practice, the perfect practice shoulder, right? in the
1: back, which we'll get to. We'll get to that shameless plug here in a second. Perfect practice, but um, no, I, I'm curious. Like, have you noticed any change from even just you know? off the green to on the green and and how that mentality of the routine and everything like that, how that affects a player. And just, I I was curious if you've noticed any changes in that from, you know, one player to
3: another or vice versa and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, there's going to be some differences in terms of especially how people are wired with their perception and focus. So again, like there's uh, putters and things like, again, the old tiger woods like this, who are very, tunnel vision, the line, they look at spots, they look at like little blades of grass in the hole. And when they're locked in, they can usually do a lot better. Um, And then again, you get someone like me who I typically see things in humongous zones, like high side and low side, kind of like the cone they draw on TV. Like I'm just wired to see more bigger areas and that calms me. Like if I see this big area, like I can know I can hit it in there and I hit it a lot more accurately because I'm a lot more calm. Versus like trying to always like anytime I had like a small spot, I would almost lock in and start trying to guide everything. And essentially that's kind of more what I would say. Anytime I see somebody really struggle with putting or really even get to the point where they're yipping is because if they're just doing things. So against how they're wired to do, it's just like, if physically is just breaking down, brain can't process it that way.
1: Okay. Right. Well, like I said, I, am curious when I'm trying to try to take it back home. Um, however, As you mentioned, you obviously are building the academy. You're practicing with a lot of different people. It's a great segue also with the putting to bring up, like I mentioned, our good friends over at Perfect Practice. We can't talk about rolling the rock, putting, and and just practicing in general without bringing them up. Um, These mats are the realest of deals, and if you're looking to get in on the practice right before the golf season officially kicks off, you got to try them out. They work. the number one player in the world dustin johnson so they're obviously going to work for you especially if they can work for my terrible putting stroke they come in three main sizes all the way from their compact edition up to their xl version that stretches out to 15 feet when fully extended and if you're looking to get the practice in that you rightfully need and deserve use our code gtl15 again that's gtl15 for 15 percent off your mat today and again they're good enough for number one in the world, Dustin Johnson. I can't iterate this enough. They will help you too. So make sure to get, you know, your practice started as soon as possible. That is our shameless plug to them and my shameless plug. So, so as, a, as a
2: as a widely recognized golf instructor, my friend, his negative self talk about about his putting stroke probably isn't helping him very much on the mental golf, is it?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, the the fact he's doing an ad saying my terrible putting. <laughs> Hey, listen. So you should be saying how much it's helped your putting. Man. This is yeah, the,
0: Exactly. The, the it, truth it, is it, this is
3: how we
2: psychologic, – our psychological warfare against him.
1: <laughs> see, I've gone with the mentality at this point, Kyle, that my putting has gotten better. They don't believe it. I've played multiple times. And for me at this point, I, since I don't play enough, a couple over par is A-OK with me. I'm fine with where my putting stroke is at. I got the old putter in the bag. It's like Billy Baru, you know, the old pull-out Billy – and I'm I'm comfortable again. You want to talk about mm-hmm. stress levels? I, I switched putters last hey. year. Did not work. Put the old college <laughs> putter in the bag. I'm I'm back and I'm I'm okay. They don't they don't believe me though.
0: All right.
1: So I'm just gonna let them keep thinking. I'm I'll bad believe it until I
0: see it when we play for the first time. But Kyle, I've seen him um, chip more balls in during a round than actually make like a five foot putt. it's <laughs> it's been that bad before.
3: Well. We'll I, feel like, I feel we'll like, like I got to see this. It's like You guys are putting this on. Yeah, person. I tell
2: you what. When, when <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking to doing a road trip down to like Sweeten's Cove down near you in Chattanooga, I said, we, "You guys come and call to, me up. I'll come." Yeah, down. you're going to have to come out there, fill out the foursome, and uh, we'll, we'll put it on video. We'll put it out oh, on
3: YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that'd
2: be good. <laughs> that'd be a good time. Hey, hey, Christian Andrew may be saying, "Can we do another take?
1: <laughs> take <Yeah>. two?
2: <laughs> Click no." All right. Well, all the tours are back in action, boys. We got to get to that part of our show, or because I could sit here and chat about uh, swing theories uh, all night long, but uh, we are recording uh, in advance of our Thursday show the Champions Tour back in action. They're down in Tiburon at the Chub uh, Classic. The ladies are out in Hawaii at the Lodi Championship. Uh, Minji Lee, defending champion out there, but Honestly, I think all eyes are
0: down in Hilton head Christian.
2: That's your, that's your place.
0: That's my place. Yeah. Very near and dear to my heart. I've been going there since I was about six. It's like a second home for me. I've actually had the opportunity to play Harbor town numerous times. Um, I've played it right after the tournament was over. So grandstands were still up greens were still super firm, you know, statistically at that golf course, you need to drive the ball very well and you need to hit the greens because the greens are very small there. And if you hit it within 20 feet every single time, obviously you're going to have a chance to win, right? But again, you need to drive the ball off the tee. That is a super narrow golf course from the tips. They can make it absolutely di- so difficult, especially when the wind's up. And uh, obviously, you know, statistically, whoever well, you know, has Web, the best putts at the end of the day wins. Web uh, Web Simpson uh, minus 22. I think you
2: you were saying 15 to 18. He actually went lower than that. Yeah. I always throw in the uh, the lines. From our good friends over at vegasinsider.com, Dustin Johnson, 19 to 2, Webb Simpson, shocker there. Where's uh, Webb's at? Uh, looks like he's at 17 to 1 right now. Colin Morkara pa- Patrick Cantley, Daniel Berger, they're all right there also. And uh, Terrell Hatton, there's your, uh, he's at, I think, 23 to 1 right now. But, uh, and Will Zalatoris, 28 to 1. Yeah. So uh, I was
3: gonna say, where's our? He's where's gotta our be riding players? some confidence coming in this week. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know? You know, I mean, regardless, such, no. you gotta be riding that confidence. So the,
2: the the early the early chatter out there, folks. Just so everyone's aware, let me bring that up on my page here. Uh is obviously getting a lot of looks. Simpson to repeat. Uh, Sergio, that's an interesting one. Getting a lot of and Joaquin Neiman. Couple, of, couple of guys that are uh, the experts that are out there saying that's uh, that's the go with. This is the part of the show, and we're gonna have a celebrity guest uh, <laughs> uh, pick this week because I make the rules on the picks.
1: Are we doing? I change course as well because we change that up usually if we have a guest. I wanted to make sure I don't have two picks when I only need one.
2: We are only going with uh, our 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 top one, number one okay. pick. We're not doing okay. a dark horse okay. this week. I'm just making
1: sure I understand rules for the week. So
2: okay. Okay, so uh, we got to let the guests go first. I mean, that's all right. That's fair. That's and only, good, that's only good right. hospitality. I Great hospitality.
3: <laughs> you know, I mean, years ago, I'd I'd want to scream Luke Donald, and I <laughs> I saw he's yeah. in the field, but um, I God, I like Morikawa. I don't know what it is. But I just oh my God, I just man. like Morikawa. <laughs> You just—I mean, was, me- was looking through that field before we talked. And I'm like, I just kept scrolling back to him. I'm like, I like this guy this week. I just—I don't know why. Like him, I mean, I—I I think you're gonna see Zalatoris uh, finish well again just because of his confidence. I don't know if he's gonna win. I like Mar—I like Morikawa.
2: You
1: just—you just made me the happiest person. They gave <laughs> me—I we did at the beginning of the year, Kyle, to give you some background. We did a. Look ahead, show of who we expect to win the majors for the upcoming golf season. I said, with the way that Morikawa plays the game of golf this season, he's got two chances, in my opinion, to win and bring home a major. And it was down in in in, uh, South Carolina at Kiowa, and it was, I believe, I also then Open um, as well. And I, I think it's just his game plays so well for wind conditions you know, very much a target type golf course. I, I, you, you made, you made my day, although you stole my pick, you made my day because you
3: reiterated stole my pick also.
1: Yeah. You reiterated everything that, that I had said and I appreciate it, but I do, but okay, but, yeah, we'll get but, you boys
3: thinking on, on your feet then.
2: Who else we got? Well, well, well before, I was going to say I'm, before we go any further, I do want to revisit the fact that I did call Jordan Spieth winning a Valero Christian just throwing that Yeah, out you there. and I you and I that's both impressive. have a pick
0: this year that's one. I picked Harris English in Hawaii and you picked uh
3: That's a good one. You know. does, does the yeah, Andrew yeah. Did the come No, but I
1: will make no? the point that then you guys made your masters picks and neither one of them made the cut. Mine actually made the cut. So, I mean, yeah, if we're talking point. actual well, like, I'll tell you points, what. I'm I'll tell like, you what. So. Go ahead go ahead. We'll let you Go ahead. Well, you, you I got- actually – he was my secondary pick behind Morikawa, and it's for the same reason that Kyle reiterated. I'm Don't going take with him. Will Zalatoris. I think the kid is on a high. The kid has got a lot of confidence, and I would be really, really remiss if I didn't say this. Mr. Gilmore, I am your caddy, so, you know, we need to pick him, <laughs> him for that reason. So, there you go. There you have it. Nice. I'll
2: try to do better next time. I love it. Alan, go for it.
0: No, no, I'm going last. All right, week. I'll go. All right. Well, my pick already won here. Uh, loves his golf course, you know, loves playing, you know, with the the Calabogie sound and the background, and all that stuff. I'm going to go with Webb Simpson. I think his golf course suits him very well. I think he plays very well here. Yeah. I'm going to go over Pete. He's had a great season. I mean, he, He's there's nothing really to shy away from. He loves his golf course. He loves the Island. He loves coming to this tournament. He always plays well here and he always puts it in the good spot. Before I give my selection, the number one
2: player in the world is in the field this week and nobody's taken and I'm not taking, Does that say that DJ's,
0: I don't know. He, he could, he could have a very good tournament here. Obviously he's the number one player in the world for a reason. And we've seen him go 30 under par at, at Boston. You know what I mean? He could do that easily this week too. Hilton has a golf course where you can get on the hot streak, but there's also holes there like a stretch, like seven, eight, and Oh, excuse me, six, seven, and eight, for example, that are really difficult holes to par, let alone make birdies on. I think, a, I think it's I think
1: it says I think it says more
0: about the fact that you're looking at
1: players who played well versus DJ just came off of a very very bad week. Now, typically yeah. number 1 player in the world it's hard to bet against, but I'm looking at just like when when Christian did with Harris English, I'm looking at who's playing the best and who's got the best chance of giving the course and the, what it typically plays. I'm also surprised nobody took him. I think it, and I won't take your pick. Hopefully, but Matt Kucher's another guy. Like he's nope. Mister Steady Eddie, and he he usually does fairly well there. That I'm surprised nobody took him. But again, same reason. I don't know if he's he's playing to the level that you could really go against guys like Morikawa, Zalatoris, and, and et cetera.
2: Well, Kyle, I've been saying, I think even the other guys agree that DJ when he's on, and at least for the last back well back to when he won at Augusta when he truly is on they're all got their A games he was still he was a, a head head or at least a shoulders width ahead of everybody else he was that he was so on is that started to decline a little bit I, I mean it, you, you see some tarnish on the is the wheels going flat what, what what's your thoughts?
3: I, I don't think so um, I just you know I personally think Tiger Woods painted a picture that nobody could live up to So we see, see players like, you know, even speed who had a a pretty rough pitfall last two years and starting to come back. I mean, the, he gets beat up like crazy because again, I mean, look at how long tiger was number one in the world. So, I mean, everybody's looking for that next, I think just dominant, dominant player. So as soon as anybody flattens out a little bit, has a couple rough weeks uh, I just don't think it's the same. And I don't know if anybody's competitive to the level he was, I mean, you come off of you know however many million dollars he just won. I'm sure he's probably just taking it a little bit easy at this point, and doesn't have that same fire under his belly. Um, again, all speculative, but I mean that's always been my take on these guys who do this. And people start going, "Well, are they are they losing it?" No, I mean like Brooks kept the same way. I think when when Brooks comes like he gets hot again, I think he's going to be really hard to beat. It's yeah. just when he's hot, he's tough to beat, and when he's not, he you know he's missing cuts.
2: We had, uh, we had uh, Billy Hurley on the show not too long, I guess about six, seven months ago, I guess now. Uh, Billy actually grew up near a golf course where I was running in Northern Virginia. And and he he's saying, great insight from a guy that's been out there, now 39, I think he is. You're seeing the tiger effect now on tour that these athletes, it's truly these athletes and there's a lot of them. And they come on tour and they have, there's no fear. They just step up on the tee and like Zalatoris, What am I going to be afraid of? I'm going to go out there and play my best. Um, yeah. But I, I got to throw, my pick, if if I got to throw my pick in. I got to throw my pick in. And he is a national legend in a different way. No, I'm not talking about deckie. But this man had a donut made in his honor by Tim Hortons in Canada. Corey Connors <laughs> will get it done. This week in Hilton
0: Head, I think that's a really good pick for this week because Corey's one of the best ball strikers, if not the best ball striker on tour. I mean, and the greens they, are so small. They even Hilton alluded to it yesterday.
2: He, I mean, cutting is his challenge, but the cutting is yeah. definitely his challenge. That's
0: the that's is challenge issue. Yeah, but I mean, we allude to it all the time. On, on, you know, we think right now golf is in such a phenomenal spot. Right. I mean, there are so many young guys on tour. There are so many kids that can come out and like, you know, win their first major, right back in 15 and 16, you know, it was basically Jordan. Jordan was like the top player in the world for a reason. You know, it, there was always like that five to 10 guys. Maybe you could really pick to win a major. I mean, there's gotta be at least 40 guys now for a, for a major that you can really pick that have a legitimate chance of winning.
3: Well, remember maybe, the, betting 40, lines, but. the betting lines used to be Tiger Woods versus the field. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> they, used, they used to be I mean, playing for second place, obviously.
3: It really was. I mean, I, I've yeah. remembered multiple times looking at the lines and seeing Tiger or the field. I'm like, wow, that's saying something. That is yeah. saying something.
1: Well, I think, and it goes back, and in, in this, this is obviously to your point, uh, Christian would just number the depth. Tiger, when Tiger was dominant, Tiger didn't have the same in my opinion level of athletic players that could hold their own against a guy like that like that just wasn't the mentality you had you had John Daly who was hitting at 300 yards but he was also you know he he never went to the gym. You can't pull. I was gonna say John Daly fat, and right? athletics. That I was don't... that was the mentality. You couldn't pull fat. You could pull muscle. <laughs> couldn't pull fat.
2: So you know, Phil, I mean, had, Phil hadn't gotten into his coffee at that point. I'm yeah, making- Phil
1: hadn't figured out the secret formula of coffee. Which I mean, again, Phil, if you're wanting to hit bombs with us anytime we're out here, would love to do it. But you can have a fireside yeah, chat. Yeah, fireside yeah. chat. But I mean, that's that's the thing. I think you see these guys they go to college. You know, they they play the best players in the world in the upcoming tournament um, each and every single week in college that when they go to the tour, they're still playing those same guys. And it's not any different. Like they're the top dogs for a reason. So it's just it's the the game of golf is in a phenomenal place. But, you know, there you go. There you have it.
2: Hey, Hilton, Hilton Head's a great golf course. I'm looking forward to see it. I'm glad to see it back in the rotation exactly where it belongs right after Augusta. If you're looking for another great golf course and you happen to be in the Philadelphia area, either visiting or uh, if you reside here. When it comes to great golf in Philly, we're, we always talk about the western suburbs, and the conversation always turns to our sponsor, Bella Vista Golf Course. It's a must-play facility designed by Jim Blackbitch. It's known for its great layout, but it's even known for its better conditions. It's also home to La Mazzaria, and guys, I've been in this place. It's beautiful. It's an elegant facility, weddings, banquets, private parties. For more information, bellavistagc.com. And don't forget about their sister courses, Mainland Golf Course and Morgan Hill. They are in Harleysville and Easton, respectfully. We've come to the 18th hole. We're going to put the flag sticks in. Uh, Guest goes first. Any final thoughts? How do how do people find what you, what do you have going, Kyle?
3: Oh, sure. Yeah. So we have our website mentalgolftype.com. Um, we have a free assessment right on there, basically free personality test. And you know, we do it interestingly. We have a golf version and then kind of a life version to see how the, well those match. Uh, what's been really interesting is about ninety four percent of people who've taken our assessment, which is I think well over seven thousand at this point um, 94% of people test differently on the course than they do what, how they really are actually wired, which tells us they are doing stuff that is not kind of <laughs> mentally how they are wired in the course more probably so because they've been taught to do things or, or whatever. But, um, so it's interesting to see that disconnect. And, um, but yeah, so there's a lot of free kind of information on there, free resources. And we have online courses too. Anybody can reach out with questions. We'll be happy to help, but and just to, to confirm to that
2: that that personality test is it? It's it's off course. It's on course. Is it broken down between the putting greens and to green? For uh, we,
3: so we have different, <laughs> not not specifically, but there's different questions like you're seeing this on this part type thing. So there's some putting questions and there's difference. But yeah, right. if if you need a putting specific one, I, we can do that for you.
1: <laughs> May have to call you up after this show we'll to get off. But
3: all right, Andrew, what you got? Uh, closing thoughts are Kyle. Thank you guys. Thank
1: you for coming over, uh, to the 19th hole virtually. Um, when we head down to sweetens Cove, hopefully here in the near future, we will definitely be calling you up. So that way you can truly see the putting stroke and Absolutely. see that it has actually improved. I'm just playing these guys for suckers right now. So, uh, <laughs> we won't get into that, but, uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, we will be posting this on our YouTube channel. I know we got a little, little bit away from that. Do apologize going through a lot of busy stuff here um, personally. So not as much time behind it. So we're doing more just audio and focusing on that for great quality for you guys. Uh, But be sure to check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all social medias. Uh, We are releasing every show Monday and Thursday. So our next show will be releasing next Monday as we recap the RBC. And that's my closing thoughts. We will see you guys on Monday. Christian.
0: Yeah, What's my now? closing thoughts. Obviously, Kyle, thank you for coming on. You're more than welcome anytime, right? Any wherever we are, whatever you want to come on, that seat's always going to be there for you. Um, we really appreciate your time tonight and your feedback and a lot of great stuff that you had going on. And um, you know, obviously, enjoy the week, guys. Hopefully, there's going to be a good RBC tournament this week. Um, and obviously, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you guys in our next show.
2: And you stay safe. I understand you're taking it to the road on our behalf.
0: Yes, check in on I'll a few be, golf courses, yes. right? I'll be down in Dustin, Florida this week, playing a little golf. Nice. Hopefully the weather holds up, so we'll uh, keep our fingers crossed on that one.
2: Travel safely. And My closing thoughts, real simple. Uh, once again, check out our product of the month. We had them on our Monday show, which is Vegas Golf, the game. Our product of the month, we showcase lots of great products uh, and services. Vegas Golf, the game. Check them out. And yes, to to reiterate what the guy said, Pat, anytime open invitation hop on we'd love to have you back again and we look forward to
3: teeing it up when we're down in tennessee can't wait thanks for, so much guys this is a lot of fun absolutely
2: christian especially this week hit it long and straight because
0: it beats sure and crooked <laughs>